For real? What a waste. All of this, this, I can't use any of this. Hey, this is Michelle Spiber, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into rejecting the useless. Oh, yes, this one is going to be good. I'll see you on the other side. Rejecting the useless. There's so much I can say about this. But today, because we only have about 30 minutes to talk, let's get into this angle of it. When you want to reject the useless, what I'm talking about today is reject that stuff that has no purpose. It's unbeneficial. It has no utility, meaning you don't know what it's for. It's unprofitable, directionalist, lacks instruction or even clarity. What I like um, about being useful instead of just helpful, because that's one of my things, be useful, um, is that when you're highly useful, that means that you're also highly sought after. You are uh, specific in your value and in uh, your utility. People love Uh, seeking you out because you have proven or there is something that they know of you that will help them, that's very beneficial to them, that helps them to take advantage of something that they're going for. There have been times when I've sat through a presentation, a training or, or something, and it's been horrendous because it was a lot of puffery and a lot of fluff. And I was one of those ones that embraced the no fluff, no filler. And at first I wanted to ask myself, is it because I need to work on my patience? And yeah, that was part of it. So I'm not going to say that it, that wasn't the truth. But I also realized something, and that is, is that I, I love having a direction, a purpose, an answer, um, a plan. That's just always been how I am. Even my own family says, if you want comfort in someone to sit with you while you cry and just sit there, don't call Michelle. But when you're ready to get up, wipe the dust off and clean the wound and get moving, then you call Michelle. And at first I used to say, oh, that's so mean. But then I had to realize they had a point and that's just how it is. And so I don't want to come off as being harsh and unfeeling. And I guess I'm sort of kind of qualifying uh, what I talk about today because I'll say this, reject the useless until you don't have to. How about that? And that way we can kind of sort of meet in the middle. And with speaking about meeting in the middle, let me get to the first point. And that is polarity. I've talked a lot about uh, polarity on this on this podcast, uh, going from either side of a situation or an issue. Think of it as the poles, the um, positive and negative, if you will. And so one of the things that I have learned about uh, polarity when it comes to what I can deem as useful and useless is that it depends. It depends on uh, the situation, the timing, and the context. Yeah. Um, the, the, the way I came to this is that I noticed that uh, 
when I am working with clients and helping them to rescript narratives and stories that they've told themselves that hinder them from moving forward or from getting a clear understanding, releasing them from confusion, unlocking them uh, and releasing uh, their ability to move. What I have found is that the defense mechanisms, those things that they erect, they erected them in a time when they were needful. And now that the pendulum has swung to another side, it what was their help has now become their hindrance or even in some cases their enslavement. And so I just want to kind of first and foremost say that not everything starts off as being useless. There are sometimes you're going to have things that were very useful, but then you outgrow them. And if nothing else, let wisdom start to work on you on what that is, because I'm going to tell you, I'm right there with you. And there are things that I love and they're like you. I mean, every, every sign shows I've outgrown it. It's useless now. I, you know, whether it even be types of uh, things, you know how you might have your favorite soap or cleanser or a face regimen or whatever, our bodies build up either an intolerance or a, um, a defense against where the stuff doesn't work as well. And me, oh my gosh, when something has worked well for me, I tend to be loyal. Oh my gosh, I am loyal down to the ground, stand 10 toes on it. And I had to realize that, um, some of the um, allergy meds <laughs> that I have used for years, I've just outgrown that particular strength. And I he- either need to increase the dosage, which I don't want to do, or find alternatives. And so I'm like, <laughs> and so you guys, like I said before, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to sit here and look, you know, sit high, look low, and try to tell you, oh, I have mastered this stuff. No, a lot of this stuff, I'm talking to me just like I'm talking to you. So we have we have to reject the useless. What used to work does not work now. And I'm having to get that through my thick skull. I like how Les Brown, the famous uh, motivational speaker, puts things to help me stay in perspective. And he says, never tell a story without a point. But also, never have a point without a story. And using that, that has helped me to start being able to apply uh, a litmus test on the things that I do, I have, I think about, to deem whether or not they have out. Uh, grown their usefulness to me because I never want to get to that point where I'm doing things just out of rote behavior where there is no profitability, utility, benefit, direction, instruction, or clarity. And I'm amazed right now to to say that there are a lot of things. I'm like, hmm, I don't need that anymore or, you know, whatever it, it might be. And when I am doing that, it is energetically freeing up some bandwidth for me to move in a direction quicker than I was. You all, there are so many encumbrances in little little ties that we have um, that we don't realize that sometimes the heaviness that we feel is not inherently us. It's all of that useless crap that we still 
have that goes unaddressed, unevaluated, and uh, unscrutinized. And, And instead of helping us, it begins to weigh us down. Have you ever thought about like, okay, I talked about the Peanuts game the other day with my uh, slow, slow, quick, quick. I had fond memories of that show uh, when it would come on the specials and the the Foxtrot scene where uh, they learn how to dance the Foxtrot. But anyway, another uh, Peanuts thing was Linus and his blanket, his security blanket. And we clearly know the way Charles Schultz approached the character, that that blanket had been very helpful. But now he's in transition where everyone can see it's time to let the blanket go, Linus. But he's so attached to it that it goes wherever he does. And it looks out of place and it's not useful. It's just hanging along. It's puttering along <laughs> with him. And it's it's got some weight to it. And so when I look at the uselessness in my life, a lot of times I'm like, Linus blanket, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Things that I used to be like, oh, I can't live without this. I have to have this now. I'm like, I'm fine. I can move forward because there has been forward growth and momentum. And let me just circle back around to polarity because there's something I want to say about that. And that is with polarity at any given time, we are we are creatures of movement and what goes up must come down. What swings to the left swings to the right. And we do ourselves a favor when not only do we realize where we are as a culture, a society, and a people, but also where we are in our life, particular life journey. Because what might be up for you this year or this week might not be the same for you next year or next week. We're at a time at the at the time of this recording, we're uh, as a collective, we are looking at the ending of a year. We're coming up on the last month, not only of this year, but of a decade. And so there is a lot of energy with that, um, a lot of completion coming uh, to get us reset, to move into a new dispensation of time. And we would do well to start preparing ourselves now to clean that up, get ready to take advantage of all that extra oomph of energy that's out there for the taking because so many people are helping to generate it and put it into the air um, that gives us a, a draft coefficient of being able to coast on extra help to do these very things to start getting ready to release that stuff that's no longer of use to us. And so wherever you think you are, evaluate, or am I on the upswing or am I on the downswing? And just keep it in mind, think of a pendulum if you can't understand uh, or visualize. I don't want to say understand because you guys are smart. If you can't always visualize the pendulum swing, you know, think, I mean, uh, of the polarity, Think of the pendulum swinging back and forth or think of a metronome going back and forth. And each time it makes a complete arc tick, tick and figure out where you are on that. And it'll help you so much. You'll be amazed at how much internal wisdom about you, your life, your journey, your desires that you'll be able to clue into really quickly. 
by just doing some of these types of things. So let's get back to more things and more reasons why we want to reject the useless. As I've just intimated about the whole Linus blanket, we carry a lot of energy that sucks from us when it's no longer useful. There comes a time in everybody's life where we have to go through an inventory of things that we no longer need to carry along. It's kind of like seeing a 80-year-old still carrying um, their clothing and uh, toys from when they were an infant. That would be asinine. You know, now, yes, you can have that stuff as a keepsake for your kids and stuff, but I'm talking about actually you keeping it around thinking, oh, I'm going to use it. <laughs> no, you're not. You, you shouldn't. I hope you're not. You know, but being able to release those things. And that comes to this. One of the big areas that I didn't realize before I started uh, allowing wisdom to do a do a complete I don't like to use the word perfect because a lot of people don't understand that perfect just means complete. But one of the things when I submitted and said, okay, wisdom, I I want a complete work uh, on me to get myself ready. That was looking at what concerns I picked up in other people's games. Yeah. When I look at all of the different things that I was expending energy for that did not concern me, that had no use in my trajectory, that should have just been a casual glance and a nod of acknowledgement that, oh, yes, I'm aware of that. I had to stop it. And it happened, I'm going to say, it happened about maybe three years ago when it started becoming prevalent that, I didn't need to be so invested in this stuff. And I am not talking about gossip. I'm talking about um, things that portray themselves as news and information and that kind of thing. And when you when I scrutinized them, they couldn't stand, they couldn't stand up to the scrutiny. And thus they started falling away and simply becoming someone's passionately, cleverly posed opinions about things. And I was like, wait a minute, this, why am I engaged in this? This is a passing fancy of someone's. And I think I've told you about um, a book. Yes, I have. I've mentioned it before. And uh, it's called uh, How to Read a Book, uh, like a, uh, How to Read Literature Like a Professor. Professor. Yeah, that's what it's called. And in there, he talked about how a professor of literature looks at things that are submitted to them. And they look at patterns, symbols, metaphors. And that's uh, right around the time I was also reading a book called um, Fooling Houdini. And it's a book uh, uh, that this guy who loves magic wrote. And it wasn't a tell-all about magic as much as it was about his story of getting in trouble for telling that and, and, and wisdoms he'd learned along the way. And when I looked at that, I was like, wow, I didn't even realize I was expending that much energy on useless information that did not, that had actually the lifespan of avocado. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, it aged about as good as spoiled milk because it was just uh, a passion play of the day. Someone's opinion that had gotten uh, more, more fame than the 15 minutes it should have allowed. And I was the one 
I could not, you know, blame it on anyone else. I was the one that had gotten, you know, emotionally involved in, and it wasn't just one thing. It was just a lot of things. I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, did you see this happening? And, you know, all this, and I'm expending all this energy for not because it had nothing to do with the grand scheme of things. I have now realized it was the the chaff. Um, they talk about the separating the wheat from the chaff or think about a uh, sunflower seed. That's the best way I can ex- describe when someone asks me what is chaff. So, you know, when you get um, sunflower seeds and um, they have this little gossamer-like film around the seed and you can eat it. It's okay. But uh, if you uh, run your fingers through the shelled um, seeds, you'll see that those little membranes separate from them. And you can actually like even blow them away uh, sometimes and just get the seeds. And that is what all of that concern for other people's gameplay and their opinions was to me. And when, even though I was all invested in it, they were, they, they blew away. They didn't leave me any better than they found me. If anything, they diverted my attention from things that were profound that I wasn't able to see because my lens of what was important was skewed. And it came down to having to get over it and, you know, understand that just because something is exciting for the moment does not mean that I need to make an investment in my time to stay excited about it. And so that took some time for me to start training myself to change how I looked at things. And that got me to this point to not give energy to that which does not impact me and not concern me. So let me give you an ex- example. And I don't want this to be categorical because it, it, it depends on you. But I have found the things of, uh, of, of, of players in a game that I was not invited to, I, I don't need to be anything more than a spectator. Um, there is the, uh, the famous arena speech given by Roosevelt that I've talked about on the, on the um, podcast before, and you can just Google it. It's very powerful. And it talks about being in the arena as a player, as opposed to being a spectator. And at first I used to always love to say, yes, I'm in the arena. I'm a gladiator in the arena. Can't tell me nothing. You know, you're just a spectator. But then wisdom was like, hey, there is a time to be in the arena and there is a time to be a spectator. But as a spectator, be a good citizen and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and so I also had to learn, when should I just be a spectator, keep my mouth shut and be like, okay, nice to know, but not mandatory to have. And that in in and of itself was a big wisdom smacked on why to reject the useless. Because before then, everything was important to me. Everything got my 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 energy and my verve and 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 uh my spark of life. And I didn't realize that there should be a pile of mandatory, and there should be a pile of nice to know, nice to have, uh, optional stuff. And when I think of that, I think of a lot of times how if. 
I, because I don't talk about myself at this particular time, if I don't watch it, I get engrossed in stuff that does not do anything but cloud up and gunk up the processing power that I should be using for myself. I remember my grandmother, you know, saying, you know, and it, it used to hurt my heart. She used to be like, instead of being Miss Budinsky, you need to be Miss Budowski because I was always that kid, super engrossed in everything. Grownups could be talking, and y'all know if you're from the South and you were a little kid in the South, there was a saying. Kids should be seen, not heard. <laughs> and, and, but I was always in their business. And we didn't have um, the internet at that time. Yeah, I'm not that old, y'all. But still, we didn't have access to the internet at that time. So I would be trying to find everything I could. Don't let me hear a fancy word. Oh, baby. I was going in. And when I got to school and I was able to get into Roger's thesaurus and get into the different versions of the uh, dictionary with original meanings, oh, it was going down. And all that all that energy I, I used, um, I'm not going to say it was wasted, but I'm going to say that there were a lot of things I should have been concentrating on instead of that. You know, I'll leave it at that. So another thing that I have uh, wanted to continue to work on, and now I'm, I'm okay with sharing it, is that that of fears. I'm going to be doing a podcast on the different faces of fears, fear and the purposes, you know, fear in a lot of instances, we, it, we don't realize that that's what it is because we've become so good at cloaking it, dressing it up and making it look good. And yes, there are actually times when we need to make friend, uh, make friends of fear to help us negotiate what fear is uh, trying to uh, test us on. When when fear is a proctor for a test, then there are times when we should outright just be like, nope, I see what you're doing or whatever. <clears throat> and when we reject the useless, we need to understand what type of fear we're dealing with. If you're dealing with fears that don't provide any additional insight, wisdom, or motivation, those are the ones that we must reject because they are cloaked in uselessness. They are cloaked in resource drainage. They are cloaked in diverting us from what is important. And we must move forward or in whatever direction, we must be mobile. We must be moving in some direction Um, because if we really look at this, when it comes down to it, each person has to work out their own life with a respect for it, but with also demanding that they come into the mastery of being themselves. Because no matter what you say, you are the expert at being you. And if you have not understood that or been able to tap into that, Houston, we have a problem. Because nobody else can be as good. And yes, I say this as a psychoanalyst. I say this saying that I help people. But what I do is, is I try to be a useful tool to them so that they can access that part of them that is their ultimate wisdom. Because that's how, that's part of the manual. That's how we come prepackaged. And I would uh, be very wrong in trying to say otherwise. When it comes down to it, 
We need to reject the useless so it is not a time suck, so it does not get us off of becoming the best person we can in this life, so that it doesn't blind us from what is truly important. Going back to when I started realizing that I was concerning myself too much in other people's gameplay of life, the realization hit that if you're using this much energy in other people's stuff, what are you not utilizing in your own? And my stuff was cloaked in, oh, I'm doing good for people. And it actually got to the point where it helped me to step away from doing so much of the quote unquote therapeutic sessions and stuff that I was doing because I wasn't doing them in the most useful way where it was useful for me. Yes, yes, I will go back and say, and I I know because a lot of the people that I interacted with during that time have benefited greatly, but at the loss to me for what? And then even if it wasn't me directly uh, trying to help others do stuff where I was not being as useful as I could be because it was for vanity or whatever kind of other crazy egoness my ego was demanding. But getting to the point where I developed an eye for and a scrutiny and a litmus test for being able to truly discern, and we're going to talk about discernment um, in a podcast, truly discern the difference between puffery and uh, usefulness it 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 does not look i'll just tell you if 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 you've not experienced this yet if you've not had this epiphany yet it does not look like what you think it is very very subtle it is um it can it can fool you because you can be doing stuff that the whole world agrees is so useful and when you look at it under the the microscope of what is helping you, hindering you, what is of benefit, utility, what gives you direction and clarity and instruction and keeps you going for the betterment of yourself and and your community, you're like, oh my gosh, I have been wasting time on the wrong thing. And not for nothing. If you get to the point, and I hope you do, you guys, I hope you get to the point where you're able to have a clarity of uh, focus direction, plan, and other, and all the other great stuff of what is your grand strategy? What is the grand strategy that you're after? Where is the ultimate of what you want to end up doing, being, achieving um, in stages? Because you should keep going. That's, you know, uh, one of the first things you should always have something that's greater than the last thing. That's legacy worth. That's legendary, heroic, if that's your thing. But it should be something that's highly impactful. Okay. And if you get to that point, when you turn around and use the stuff that we're talking about today of rejecting the uselessness by making sure that when you look at what you do, it has a point to it along the 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 journey of your grand strategy. If you realize that you're concerning yourself too much with other people's lives and ways and things, or if you are confusing yourself with being in the arena when at best you are a spectator, there are so so many things. And if you are still trying 
to make stuff useful that had its time in your life. And it's time to put those things away. If you've got a lot of Linus's blankets weighing you down and it's time to move on to the, to the new, to the, to the, to the now, then please, I beg of you, take some time to trust yourself enough to ask yourself, ask wisdom to show you where are the areas in my life that I am, I am allowing useless things to, to take away my ability to be clear, my ability to progress, my ability to grow and be the person that I want to be and be ready because you will get the answer. I promise you that, beloved. You will definitely get the answer. If you get to the point where you feel like this is just too much, take a breath and take it one thing at a time. Or if you ask and you don't think anything is uh, coming out, you know, as big useless things, then I'm going to tell you, keep going, keep shining the light on everything. Look for things that you can see you've been doing for a while with no um, observable benefit. That could be you know, that could be something. And when I say for a while, I'm talking about years and years. I'm not talking about, oh, I tried this for two weeks. No, but things that you, because you always kind of like have that little gut tingling that, yeah, this, I've outgrown this. It's time for me to move on. And let me just slide this one in there. That includes some relationships. Sometimes it's time for an upgrade on relationships as well when, when regards to the uselessness. If you have been having that niggling in the back of your mind with regards to certain interactions and, and, and associates, listen to it and act on it. All right. So guess what, you guys? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you so much. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack, talking to you and encouraging you to have the strength and the courage, the wisdom and the, the eyesight, mind sight, to reject the useless. Don't forget to uh, check the podcast notes. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, there are various ways in the show notes. You can also become a subscriber uh, with financial support through using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ through donations through PayPal cash flow, Venmo, and if you're listening on Anchor through a sponsorship, a subscription through there. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.